this past Ash Wednesday, when you got that smear of ashes on your head and you heard the priest say, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. Did any of us imagine that we might actually die this Lent? You know, the theme parks are closed, but it's been a roller coaster, has it not? Of all those emotions, because, and how surreal it's on a couple of cruise ships, and then it invades Italy, and, and now it's here among us. And we've heard on the news everything from, oh, it's nothing, to we're all going to die, which then has prompted inside of many of us all kinds of, of emotions from, eh, whatever, to irritation because there's no toilet paper in the grocery stores, to anger at those people who bought it all up, to disgust at the mayor for shutting everything down or because he didn't shut it down soon enough, or scorn for those people who are not staying at home and those weenies who are. And some excitement about that check we're going to get from the government, but concern about how we're going to pay for that and determination that we're going to get through this in the face of fear or pure panic because we're all going to die. Now, wherever you are on that roller coaster, arms up in the eye, squealing with delight or white-knuckling in terror, let's put on the brakes and stop and take a breath and remember what we just prayed in Psalm 130. Out of the depth have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. Is there a more appropriate and timely prayer right now than that? Out of the depth of my irritation and anger and disgust and scorn and excitement and concern and determination and panic and whatever other emotions are washing over us right now, it's good to know that Jesus hears the voice of our call and we can call out to him because he's listening to the voice of our supplication. That he's with us always, even to the end of the age, listening to our prayer, responding, leading us, guiding us. And if he doesn't get us out of this mess, at least he's going to get us through it. That's his promise. Because as that psalm ends, with him there is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem us. Okay, okay, okay. God hears us. God is with us. God's going to get us through this. We, we can relax maybe a little bit. But now what? what? What can we do to cooperate with God? Not only to take care of ourselves and our own families and not just to take care of our, our parish family, but what can we do to cooperate with God to serve our community and our nation and the world? Well, we're already doing it because we're praying. The best thing we can do is pray. And check, we've already done that today in the, the supplication and the collect of the day. And we're going to do it more in the prayers of the people. We're going to pray. 
We're going to pray here. We're going to pray at home. We're going to pray alone. We're going to pray together. And God is going to listen and make a difference. That's, how the, that's the best way we can serve the world. The next best thing to do is to encourage ourselves and encourage each other and everybody we know that God's got this. God is on this. This is not his first crisis. This is not his first pandemic. This is not his first time of anxiety. God has got this. That he's gotten us this far, he's going to take us the rest of the way. And check, we've already been doing that also in the lessons. As God breathed new life into that valley of dry bones and raised Lazarus from the dead and promised to give life to our mortal bodies. But there's more to come as we celebrate communion and tell the story and remind ourselves that God so loved the world that he gave his only son to live and die and rise again for us. And if God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can do anything, including get us through this corona thing. Okay, so we're going to pray. Check. We're going to remind ourselves of God's goodness and love. Check. Okay, what's next? That's, that's what we're doing right here and right now. But what happens after we leave here as we go in peace to love and serve the Lord? What, what can we do out there? Well, listen for, God's, listen for God's direction. Listen for God's spirit to pray and ask God. And then listen and think and consider and talk it over with your families about what God would have to do with each of us. And as the Holy Spirit leads us, let's not be surprised as he tells different ones of us to do different things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean God might tell, say different things to different ones of us? Yeah. But I thought God was always the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thought God loved us all the same. I, I thought that God never changed his mind. Well, you're right on all three of those. God never changes his mind, and he is always the same. But his call on each one of us is as unique as each of us is unique. And we shouldn't be surprised at that. Debbie and I are watching Ken Burns' documentary about World War II. And in that, it said that only 14% of the Americans who were in uniform during that war were in the infantry. You know, the soldiers and the Marines slogging through the mud and carrying a gun. And Debbie said, what's everybody else doing? I said, well, that would be the Air Force and the Navy and the Medical Corps and the Food Service and the engineers and the construction guys. And that would be the cleaners and the cooks and the clerks and the musicians and the recruiters. And all of those other people that it takes to make up a modern army, a modern military. And each one of them has their own role and responsibility, and it takes each one of them doing their role and their responsibility to win a war. Well, God has a call and a role and a responsibility for each of us, and it's probably not all going to be the same. Now, Paul doesn't use the military metaphor. He calls us the body of Christ. 
that the church is the body of Christ, that we are all members of Christ's body, which means that some of us are eyes and some are ears and some are noses and some are mouths and some are legs and some are arms and some are armpits. And each one of us has a different function in the body of Christ. And each one of us has a different role, and it takes all of us together to stay healthy. So as we listen and discern and talk and think and talk it over with our families and, and discern from God, you know, what's, what's my role in this current crisis? Let's listen and do it. Do it to, to the best of our ability. Do it with faith, hope, and love. But as we do that, as we, as we discern what our individual role is, when someone else hears that their task and their role and their responsibility might be something different, let's consider that maybe, just, just maybe, they've heard as much from God as I have. And they're doing something different from how I'm responding to this thing, that they might, being, they might be being just as faithful and discerning as I am. Now, if you have discerned that God wants you to stay at home and not have any visitors and not go out and not have anybody come to visit you because you've heard God through wisdom and medical science and the governing authorities, then I honor and respect that choice. And I trust that God has spoken to you and you are responding appropriately. You are responding faithfully. And I trust that's probably going to be most of us. That's probably what God is calling most of us to do. Now, if I were retired or in school or could fully work remotely or was laid off, I'd be at home praying and writing this thing out because I'm old and it puts me in the, one of the demographics that's most vulnerable. Now, the, the good news is I don't turn 65 for another two weeks. So Governor DeSantis' rule does not apply to me yet. And I hope that all of this is over before two weeks is over. We'll see. But as you are at home, please don't just Netflix and chill. Please pray fervently and faithfully and frequently. Pray. Pray for God to heal the sick. Pray for Him to protect the well. Pray for Him to, to give peace in the midst of the panic that is all around us. So if, if, if you feel like God is calling you to stay at home, please do. Please do. Because I trust that God will speak to us if we ask Him, and I trust that you will hear Him if you listen, and I trust that you're going to do what He prompts you to do. Some of us, on the other hand, have heard God direct us to do something else in the midst of this, which is why we are getting together here now and online. That's why we're going to celebrate communion right here, right now, and offer drive-through communion out in the Tilden Street parking lot after this service and every day this week. And that's why our clergy are going to be available to you, both in person and online, and by Zoom, and by phone, okay? Because we trust that, trust that God's going to speak to us. I trust that we can all hear Him, and I trust that you're going to respond faithfully and obediently. And as for me, I understand that my role in this 
is to be as available to you as you wish. As you wish. And whether that's in person or by phone or online or by email, as you wish. Now, I understand that not, every, and not anybody else, not anybody else in our parish family, that that's their role and their responsibility. And I, have, I urge, I urge all of you and I urge all of you and I urge our volunteers and our vestry and our clergy and our staff to pray and listen and think and talk it over with their families as to what their role is and whether they should stay home or whether they should make themselves available in person. And I trust that each of us is going to do that. And some of our staff are not here right now, and many of our vestry are not here right now, and many of our people are not here right now, but some of us are. And I trust it's not because you felt shamed into doing this, but because you felt called by God to be here. And I honor that as well. And some of us, like truck drivers delivering stuff to the stores, and the Amazon guy delivering stuff to your home, and the medical people treating the sick, and the first responders rescuing people, and the grocery store folks stocking the shelves. Some of us have heard from God that our role is not to stay home, but to be out and serving other people, trusting that God is going to protect us and the people around us and keep us healthy and safe from this disease. And if he doesn't, and I get sick, I'm going to pray and trust God to get me through it quickly, I hope, and easily, like many people who get this do. 99% of the folks who get this thing recover, many without any symptoms, many with very mild symptoms. But if that's not what God does for me, and I get sicker, and it doesn't go easily and quickly, then I pray and I trust God that He's going to get me through it, no matter how hard it gets or how long it takes. And if I die, I trust that God, who raised Jesus and Lazarus from the dead, will raise me up, if not in four days like He did with Lazarus, certainly on that last day. Because I choose to live in faith and not in fear. Now back on Ash Wednesday, when you got that smear of ashes and the priest said, Remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. Did any of us imagine that we might actually die this Lent? I didn't. I hope I don't. I hope none of you do. But in this 40-day season, and I have to tell you, this Lent is the Lentiest Lent I've ever Lented. I trust that God is with us, and our part is to pray here and at home and together and alone. And our part is to remind ourselves and encourage each other that God's got this. He's gotten us this far. He's going to carry us the rest of the way through. And our part is to listen to God and discern what our individual role and responsibility is in this crisis and to do that with faith, hope, and love and not fear. And our part is to be kind, to be kind to each other and to be kind especially to those people who have heard from God that their role and their responsibility is different from what mine is. 
Because as the church, as the body of Christ, it takes each one of us doing our part. And we are all in this together, though six feet apart. <laughs>